Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Let's Be Real. I'm James, your host for today's episode. I have the privilege and pleasure to be joined once again by the legend himself, Nay. How are you doing, man? It is a privilege, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, it's an honor just to be graced by your presence right now. It has been too long. It's been two weeks. We're finally back. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we didn't intend to disappear for two weeks on the podcast here, but Nan no. had to leave Auckland in New Zealand uh, to tend to some stuff. Yeah. And then I got gravely sick. <laughs> um, we planned to do it remotely and it was going to be our first remote podcast where we're not in the same room together. Um, but they'll have to wait for another time, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yes, before we get started on this podcast, if you'd like us to cover any specific topics, then you know, just hit us up with a DM on Twitter, not Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, fuck uh, Instagram. <laughs> personal hatred towards Instagram <laughs> over here. Uh, yeah, and you know, uh, if you have a question or anything, yep, just let us know. We may feature it on the show. Uh, thank you for tuning in for our podcast today. If you enjoy our show and would like to support us, then please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel or following us on Twitter. Also, for more of our content, be sure to check out moviegains.com. This is where we post the majority of our content, including box office predictions and analysis, physical media coverage, movie reviews, and award season projections and analysis. You can also sus- subscribe to our email newsletter to keep up to date with all of our content on a weekly basis. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. We appreciate you. So, Nan, it's been two weeks. What have you been getting up to? Been watching anything interesting? Doing anything interesting? How's um, life? How's life? Sore. I pulled my neck and injured it. <laughs> so, uh, how? You're probably all thinking, oh, yeah, he must have been through sports or gym. Nah, sleeping, geez. Sleeping. <laughs> That's where the worst injuries come from. It does, and it's so <laughs> sore. So, cooked up on painkillers and nothing a good, cold, odd company can help. Fix yeah. that right now. Um, w- that did I watch anything recently? Um, I watched Babylon. Oh, yeah. I watched that and Ghosted while I was down in um, Tauranga. Mm-hmm. And other Ghosted. than that, not. Oh, you watched The Mandalorian season three, eh? Oh, yes. Fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. Did you uh, watch did. it all, all in like one go? Uh, or were you following it week by week? Nah, I just watched the first episode when it came out and mm-hmm. then. I yeah. forgot about the series <laughs> until I saw on socials that it was mm. um, the season finale. So I just downloaded it and just watched it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. On that Anzac weekend. How'd so, you find that? Yeah, oh, it was all right. It was a different season. It was weird. It wasn't really like mm. Mando it focused. It was like focused on other characters. Bo-Katan and all that. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was different, I guess, from like yeah, mm. the first two seasons. But I think like the last two episodes sort of wrapped it up nicely. Yeah, yeah, I think it came back into form. There's a bit of like some weird episodes in there, like episode six where they, uh, you know, the Clone Wars droids and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I, I think, think episode three with episode that Episode three doctor, was weird, yeah. I was like, what, what's going on? Uh, what yeah, am I watching? Th- that was yeah. so stupid. It was such a waste of an episode as well. Oh, bro, I was so confused like on from the first episode because I haven't seen Boba Fett. And I was like, what the hell? Like, how did... Like, Grogu come back here. Bro, I told you to watch, like, the last three episodes of Boba Fett. <laughs> Mate, I know, I know. I have watched that, by the way, now. Um, I watched all season three, and then I watched those three episodes. Didn't watch the first ones because I don't have time for Boba Fett. Um, Ghosted. I watched Ghosted. <laughs> that was horrendous. <laughs> uh, that was horrendous. I really wish we reviewed that one. Um, that, it was funny in, like, a really dumb way. Um, but it, it, it was sort of, when I was watching it, it felt very um, 
free guy to me, you know, with all those. Free guy's good though. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. getting there. Okay. <laughs> like with all those cameos and stuff and how it's like an outsider sort of guy getting put into the situation, mm, but obviously yeah. not as good. <laughs> yeah, no, not not as good. It actually kind of made, uh, I was about to say Chris Pratt, uh, Chris Evans quite unlikable. I found him yeah, just annoying. He was. And he's a really, like, it's a really difficult to dislike Chris Evans in any kind of role, even if it's like a bad movie. Yeah. But I just, I just oh, his character <laughs> was so annoying to me. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, had glandular fever over the last two weeks. You came and picked up your mic and then I went to the gym and then I got back, bro, and my head was like, started to like spin. It's like I had just had like four shots straight away and I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, my, like the light and everything was just too much. Um, because, you know, I was like sick and then we went to the Warriors game. Remember like just before you left, the yeah. Saturday beforehand? And I'd just gotten over a sore throat then and then I get glandular fever <laughs> the next day, bro. And holy shit. And I um I had like strep throat as well. And my mouth swelled up, like the inside of it. And so you already have I already have a sore throat to begin with. And then you have all this other stuff added on. My gums like grew like over my teeth. <laughs> yeah. And so I couldn't bite down because it would hurt, obviously. And then like it started to like come off my teeth. And you know, like I could I can't bite down to eat so like it started like just falling off <laughs> man it was, it was it was so bad there was like days that, and i was messaging you like when i went to um the a and e that night um because i hadn't slept the night before because any like swallow bro jolts me to, to sleep i had, i was like i had the chills so i was i was like constantly cold but i had excessive sweating as well <laughs> and so it was just I was like drenching the bed and stuff and then you know I wasn't drinking I refused to drink because it was just too much I had a little bit of soup and stuff so I was like nah I'm going to die <laughs> <laughs> you sh should have had a shot it would have made it better no it would not have made it better 100% no it's like, it's like I would define or like articulate it if the act of swallowing felt like an absence shot a shot of absinthe <laughs> <laughs> I, it just burned and it hurt so much. Oh man, it was the probably the worst illness I've ever been through. Yeah. <laughs> Worse than the jungle um, virus I brought back when I went on, on my course. No, that was fine. And then you know, you know what I did while <laughs> I was sick. So we're not going to disclose that here. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that mutated that jungle disease into something else. But no, it was like twice as worse as, as that. Oh, but I'm back. I'm at full strength or nearly full strength. Ready for a great month of movies. Actually, not so great. Little Mermaid comes out. But anyway, we are going to get... <laughs> just got to throw that little dig in there. Uh, we're going to get to the show now. Sorry for that massive tangent from us. So that's Let's Be Real. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. That's sports games. Oh, we didn't even do sports games. Oh, we didn't. I got to watch a ton of NBA playoffs. That was the best thing. I just sat, I just laid in bed. Half dead watching the playoffs. It was great. And I watched the Warriors lose for the two weeks I was away. So, yay. Oh, yeah. They lost <laughs> twice in a row away. Yeah. <laughs> I, here it comes. Now, they were some good teams, to be fair. They so, were. Ye yeah. Yesterday, I was terrible. It was just drenched because oh, I went there. Mm. It was just torrential rain. How'd you, how'd you go to it? Oh, yeah. yeah it would have been bad weather. Raining the whole time. Mm. You could have asked to borrow my poncho, but nope. <laughs> I would never wear your fucking poncho. Hey, that came in clutch at one time. <laughs> Well, I'll do it again. All right. 
But anyway, <laughs> on today's episode, um, we are going to be covering quite a few good topics here. CinemaCon just happened, so lots to discuss there and just a bunch of other goodies. Uh, so yeah, we'll be covering the Twilight series announcement, uh, casting rumors for Mr. Fantastic, Jonathan Major's news, the new trailer, and first reactions for The Flash. New details about Craven the Hunter film, uh, the Next Goal Wins trailer, the Fast X Part 2 announcement, the Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes trailer, The Wish, the Transformers Rise of the Beast trailer, so many trailers, <laughs> and finally, in May 2023, we're going to be finally announcing our top three worst films of 2022 and our top 10 films of 2022. Fucking took yeah. its time. It took its time. It's just a thing with New Zealand. I mean, it could have come two months earlier for sure, but like we get all the great movies in like February, yeah. like the next year. It's really annoying. This year will not be that because we'll fly over to USA and go watch it early. Just kidding. Yes, but, but anyway, really. we're going to start with the Twilight series announcement. I feel like there's just an announcement on every made property on the planet. Um, Twilight joins the list after Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and you name it. Uh, so yeah, a series announcement for Twilight. What are your thoughts on this? Um, what did you think of the original series? And yeah, can this do anything special or different? Uh, no comment on your, what did I think of the original series? Because the only one I watched was Twilight. The first one? You haven't seen the rest? No. Yeah, interesting. Um, but I've heard it's average and not that great. No. I, I just don't really care. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> about this it just seems like as if the studio was like oh Harry Potter's doing like each book as a season let's bring back everyone's forgotten about Twilight let's bring this up into yeah. mainstream once again mm. um, when did Twilight even like come out it was like 2009 uh, late I think 2000s was the f- oh, no, it wasn't the first one I think 2008 was the first one let's say 2008 yeah somewhere around there like even then that's still yeah. way too early like 10 14 Mm. 14-ish years? Yeah. No, yeah. longer. 16. No, it'll be, it'll be 15. Oh, 15. Yeah, 2008, yeah. Because I remember New Moon came out in 2009. Yeah, like... I don't know how I know that, but... Because <laughs> <laughs> you watch it religiously. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I got to watch my things every year. Yeah, just... Mm. You know, it's still... like At least with Harry Potter, it's like over two decades old. Yes. But this is like still fairly new, and people are still <laughs> recovering from it. And now, we're, right word, yep. and now we're getting a, a TV series that no one wanted or asked for. <laughs> so yay. Talk about milking franchises. This is probably the worst milk I've ever seen. Yeah. No. Moana. Let's okay. not forget Moana. <laughs> I don't forget about that. That's how fucking <laughs> dumb it is. Unforgivable. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, man. I'm pretty much on the same boat. Um, except for the fact that I've seen all of them, uh, unfortunately. I thought Eclipse, I believe it's called. That was that was good, and that's the only one I think was good. Um, Is that the third one? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't mind this one. You're right in the sense of like, it hasn't been enough time, but in terms of, I guess, the iconic nature of it, it doesn't reach heights of say Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a little bit forgivable to redo it, but the thing for me, man, there's so much to improve on. Like, <laughs> sorry, <your neck>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. There, there's so much to improve on here. So there's, I, there's, I guess there's a good reason to actually reboot this and make something from it. Yeah, um, and I guess it could do a lot 
um, considering it's a TV series now. I'm yeah. assuming, I don't think many much details has come out, but I assume it's going to be a season of book as well. I would imagine they'll do that. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Um, in, ter- in terms of casting, you know, it could be really fun to... Um, I think those roles are replaceable. I don't think really are Robert Patterson or Christian Stewart. They're, they're not so iconic in the roles that you could not imagine anyone else in them. You know what I mean? Like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. The, those ones are a lot harder. So this one's a little bit forgivable. It's going to be interesting to see. I would only really watch it if it's if I hear really rave things about it. It's not something where I'm like, oh, I'm dying to see it or like yeah, like Harry Potter where I, I don't want to watch it, but I have to because... It's Harry Potter. Exactly, yeah. Um, it's so, just, yeah. just like Batman and Robin with me, mate. I don't want to watch it, but I have to. You have to, yeah. <laughs> it is Batman after all. Um, we're going to move on now. Fantastic Four comes out. In two years. 2025. 2025. And there's been lots of rumors coming out. Um, I'll, I'll list the rumors here. Um, Antonio Banderas as Galactus. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Marvel's offered him the role. Haven't heard anything else there. This is all grain of stuff, or grain of salt kind of stuff. Well, it'll be a, a voice role, not a physical performance role. Yeah. Or maybe like really like dramatic mocap. Yeah. Kind of, a little bit more than what Brolin had with Thanos. Um the sources that have said this stuff have been really reliable in the past. Uh, what else is there? Jodie Comer, Visible Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't Ed- know what they're doing with the thing. Yeah, who, who knows? The Mila Kunis is apparently in the role. Who knows? Yeah. Um, the one we are going to focus on because it's the one that uh, these kind of scoopers, I believe that's what they call them on the internet, are most sure about is Adam Driver to be Mr. Fantastic. He didn't appear in our fan cast. No, he didn't. Yeah, but how how do you feel about him taking the role, if this is true? I'd actually like him to see that, mm. uh, see him in this role. I think it'll fit it quite fine. Um, he has that sort of voice or that like Mr. Fantastic sort of look mm. to him. Um, he's the right age as well to be part of a long franchise for, I don't know, six, whatever, yeah. six to ten years, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great, great um, cast announcement and... He's clearly got the talent as well, um, yeah. acting-wise. He can like do all sorts, so I think he'll bring that with him to this role and mm-hmm. probably give us something that we haven't seen before in the previous two films. Yeah. I'm very surprised. Um, Sorry, previous three. forgot yeah. that the first, first wave got a second one. Yeah. No, I mean, for me, I'm very surprised. We, I mean, I never considered him in the fan cast because I thought it would never be something that he'd be interested in because, mm-hmm. you know, he... I mean, he was in Star Wars, and that's his biggest franchise, obviously. But like, that's probably what put him on the map, really. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because I never heard of him until then. Mm. But then he like blew up in terms of like, you know, independent or art house kind of films, and to the point where he was like, I think he's been nominated since at the Oscars. But yeah, he he mainly chooses, um, you know, really uh, well received kind of films. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's surprising for him if this is indeed true from to go towards Marvel, especially with all the, you know, the talk and the way people are talking about Marvel now, it's kind of like, it's not golden age Marvel. It's not, not golden age Marvel. And so for him to come on, it's interesting, but you are right. He's, he's got the talent for it. 
He has the poise of Mr. Fantastic. And, you know, he just commands the screen. Yeah, if you know, like, yeah. when he's on screen, you're like, you're kind of just hooked. He just has that kind of energy about him. And I think that's fantastic for Mr. Fantastic. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, should I do that? Nah. <laughs> Every, everyone that's listening to us right now just did exactly what I did and cringed. <laughs> no, they died laughing. All right, put it to a vote, pe- vote people. Come on Twitter and let us vote know. Vote how fantastic that <laughs> joke was. Oh, he did it again. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought now. But yeah, I, I'm I'm fully on board if this is true. Yeah. And, you know, even if we go back to what I was saying before about Jodie Comer, I think that one's far more up in the air um, as of now. But if that's true, that's a good, that's a good match. Yeah. I think those two actors would... That would work really well. Because they, um, they both are really good actors and actresses. Like, they've got the talent behind them as well. Absolutely. And they've worked in, like, diverse roles. Yeah. Um, that's not just the same, you know, usual, like, The Rock or Vin Diesel and stuff like that. Like, mm. they branch out and try to test themselves. So yeah. yeah. I mean, also, I did hear today um, about Human Torch. Paul Mescal was offered the role. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen, any, I haven't seen him in anything, but he was... Recently casted in the Gladiator sequel, and he just oh, yeah. got his first nomination for After Sun. So, you know, if you put those three together, it's up and coming actor by the sounds of it. Yeah, I mean, even Jodie Comer's—you can call her an up and coming actor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, far more established, but mm. um, yeah, that would be a great trio. And then Mila Kunis, <laughs> the, the thing, thing in the middle. <laughs> I think they're gonna like they're gonna nail Mr. Fantastic, Sue Storm, and Human Torch, and mm. then they're just gonna take the piss out of the thing, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. I don't think Mila Kunis will get it or like have it, um, but who, who knows? I just can't doing. even imagine her saying it's clobbering time. Like that just comes from like a really deep, mm. ferocious voice. Yeah. The fact that I heard that they're searching for a male and female for the thing, not both of them. They, they they don't mind what gender the thing is. Yeah. The fact that in the comics there is a female version of the thing. Like, just run with that character then. Then you don't need to make, what is it, Ben Grimes, Ben, ben Grimm's ben, or something? Ben Grimm. Yeah, yeah, Ben Grimm. You don't need to make him a female, just use the comic book character. Bethany Grimm? Huh? Bethany Grimm? I like that, actually. That's good. They'll probably do that. <laughs> no, yeah, but there's going to be some casting, you know, announcements soon because it's it's heating up out there. Hell yeah. yeah. It's coming out of nowhere as well. Mm. Mm. Speaking of MCU casting... We may be talking about decasting now. Jonathan Majors news. Uh, <laughs> yes. So more victims have come forward about the whole Jonathan Majors things in terms of his assault uh, charges. Uh, he's also been dropped from several projects that he was signed on for. Uh, so it's really heating up and not in Jonathan Majors' favor. Now, th- this is really the whole course of this entire you know news for jonathan majors has been really weird because his lawyer came out fully confident that this was yeah. nothing this pretty is, much oh yeah the charges will be dropped soon he, he's absolutely fine they said that even the person who made the complaint to the police even took back their comments mm-hmm. and then now other people are coming forward and i heard one of the victims was someone on ant-man and the wasp quantumania they credited and oh, really yeah, yeah yeah um no details about the abuse. I don't know if it's, you know, sexual, physical, verbal, um, emotional, or any, I don't know what 
what this is, all the details of it, but um, it's ramping up multiple allegations that looks very bad. I've heard rumors that, you know, Disney, um, they're preparing to recast if necessary. Mm -hmm. And it's probably a good option for them to really do it just in case it gets gets a little bit more steam behind it. So yeah, what do you what do you think about this? Is he is he gone? Does he deserve to be? How should things proceed here? Well there's three things that they can really do. Mm. And it is a shame because like he's an up and coming actor yeah. that we were both excited for after we watched Creed Three. Definitely. And especially like Ant-Man as well, just because he was literally the best part of a shit film. Mm. Um, but I think there's pretty much three routes they could take. Um, first one, obviously, being um, recasting it. Yeah. Um, just dropping him straight from the bat and getting someone else to come in and fill the void. Yeah. Um, makes more sense because he's only been in about three properties now with his face on it. And you could just make it a variant <laughs> version. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't even need to do that. You can just, I mean, Terrence Howard... And um, Don Cheadle got replaced quite easily, so yeah. you could just do it because it's so early in, mm. in like this little saga of him. Yeah. You got that. Or they can um, let things play out and um, wait for the trials and stuff and whatnot, you know, mm. similar to what Johnny Depp was and he ended up being proven um, yeah. innocent and now his career starting to come back on track. Mm-hmm. Or um, you can go the Ezra Miller route and stick by him, um, limit his press and have him apologize and go to rehab and stuff like that. Um, apparently that's working, but that's a topic for another time. Yeah. Um, but you can go through that route as well and like mm. just have faith in your casting announcement, uh, casting of yeah. the actor and just want to try and make him a bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, so. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because that guy, you know, there's video of him strangling a woman. He's been charged for so much different things on Hawaii, throwing a chair at somebody and yeah. tackling someone and starting a cold and you know having guns and running away with this 18-year-old. Or so, all this kind of stuff yeah. was coming out about him. It felt like every Let's Be Real back in 2022 was just a new thing about Ezra Miller and what <laughs> he's up to. <laughs> Our only podcast last year was either Will Smith and the Slap or the Ismailer shit. <laughs> it was always something new with those two. Eh? But yeah, and then Warner Brothers like, oh no, Flash is great. Um, we'll see what happens with Ezra. Um, and they're kind of just rolling with the punches. But I, I guess mm. it's sort of good. So this is a bit of a tangent on mm. the actual topic. But I think it's sort of a, it's not a good thing, but it's a good thing. You know, like to what, roll with them. Yeah, because yeah. like Warner Brothers clearly had faith in that um, mm-hmm. film and the actor that. As in talent wise, not yeah. like personality wise, he did what he did with that role, and then they try to make him better, you know, send him to rehab and mm-hmm. work on himself and stuff yeah. like that. So that that shows that the uh, Warner Brothers clearly um, cares about Ezra Miller as like a person to wanting to try mm-hmm. make him better and right his wrongs. Yeah, it's very it's very interesting. I don't know if that would be the right decision. I don't know if they'll keep him around and going into their new. Uh, DCU chapter one. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, that's, they're, they're kind of the same, but if Jonathan Majors is an abuser and has abused multiple people, abused people on set of an MCU movie, Disney yeah. has to can him. Like yeah. there's just no other way around it. Like no one will want to work with the guy and it's just going to create really bad culture within the thing there tension as well yeah yeah i think 
they waited out a little bit more just for further details. I'm not saying mages is guilty or innocent or whatnot, but yeah. Um, just, yeah, wait out a little bit more and just see what other details come through. But I think we're going to get a new Kang. I, I, I think we are going to get a new I Kang. I think it's probably the smartest move. Yeah, and probably the safest move. And yeah. if it's, you're talking about a saga villain, yeah, it's better to be safe than well, sorry. Considering like how fast or fast-paced MCU is in terms of their storytelling. Mm, like yeah. with Next Avengers coming, is it 2025 or 26? I think it's 25 and 26. Yeah. Yeah. Two years away. That's very, that's too fast for an Avengers movie. Yeah. I feel like we're nowhere. There's, they haven't justified any kind of building to it's, get to a... It's because Phase 4 was a waste of a phase. Yeah. I mean, I saw a meme the other day, and it was just like Thor and walking into the next Avengers movie and not knowing a single person because <laughs> there's just all these new characters that don't know each other. Um, I would say the Guardians, but... We'll have to wait and see, which yeah. we're seeing tomorrow. I'm very excited about that. Um but yeah, you know, we talked about Jonathan Majors, we talked about Ezra Miller. Talking about Ezra Miller, we're going to talk about The Flash now. The Flash is a movie that Name was least excited for this year. And But you know, you need no, to start from the beginning, can't you? No, I don't have to start from the beginning. <laughs> um, that was the last thing we heard about Nan as an excitement for The Flash, least anticipated film. Um, but there were there were good reasons behind it. I'll give you that. But we just it just played at CinemaCon uh, about what about a month, yeah, two months early, pretty but much. The whole movie. They played the entire film. Oh shit! Yeah, um, and so that you know they have pretty big uh, critics there and and journalists and um, cinema owners and stuff there. And yeah, the did you you read the reactions? They were overwhelmingly positive, at least from what you'd expect for this movie. Mm-hmm. So we, we've heard stuff in the past. James Gunn said it was fantastic. Tom Cruise had to call the director because it was really good. And now, you know, we're here. We're hearing, I heard a bunch of stuff from one of the best superhero movies. Yep. I've heard stuff like, it's not one of the best, but it's good. Um, you know, I've heard lots of different things about this. Um, alongside playing that for that audience at CinemaCon, they also released a second trailer. So yeah, first question for you though. What do you think about these reactions? Does it elevate your hype? Are you actually excited for this movie now? Oh, you're going to ask one I'm question just, at a yeah, time? Yeah, I'm going to do one question oh. at a time. I can't. <laughs> I, was, I, can't. <laughs> I was waiting for all, yeah. for all of it to come. <laughs> no, no, we'll do one at a time for you. We, we can't. I don't want to overwhelm you with questions. Oh, thanks. Right. Well, anyone that's a long listener to this would know that in 2021, when I when we did our most anticipated, I had Flash pretty high up there. Do you don't need to justify it? No, because okay. as part of my answer, cunt. Just let me... Let me go. And then obviously in 2022, wait, no, was it 20? No, 2022 most anticipated was high up there. And mm. then for 2023, I'll probably least anticipated, but that was because of all the stuff they had with the Ezra Miller. Yeah. Um, but now after hearing all these reactions and stuff and seeing the trailers, um, mm. yeah, my hope's back up to what it was at the start of 20, 2022. Cause it's the stuff I've seen so far is pretty much what I wanted from this flash film and what I wanted from a, Flashpoint um, sort of film, yeah. you know, like not quite exactly Flashpoint, but mm. what I'm seeing is like we're going to get that, but it's a different spin, which is still exciting. Yeah. And the reactions is just back, just backed it up as well, especially from like two credible, very credible people like yeah. Tom Cruise and James Gunn as well. I mean, James Gunn, he 
excuse could be made that he's trying to sell the movie exactly. because he's part of Warner Brothers, but Tom yeah. Cruise. He has no association with Warner Brothers. He doesn't have any recent films from memory coming out. Yeah, he's with Universal, I'm pretty sure. Oh, he's with Paramount. Pa- Paramount, yeah. you know. So, and, mm. and he, he barely really comments or even... Yeah, goes ma- into the public eye with this kind of stuff. Yeah, especially comic book movies as well. So... Yeah. So that yeah. is pretty exciting stuff. And then yeah. the fact that you just see that they play the whole film at CinemaCon and we're getting all these sort of reactions. Confident. It's yeah. it's like, finally, DC might go out on a... Actually, no. Because of this lark, man. Um, <laughs> but a win yeah. for the DCEU, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a shame the DCU doesn't actually end on this film. It does end with Aquaman. There's nothing else... After that, uh, yeah, I thought they would have um, at least like had Blue Beetle, then Aquaman, and then this. Considering oh, Blue Beetle too, yeah. Considering this is supposed to like mm. rewrite everything, it would, it would make sense if they ended on this, you know. Yeah, we could have should just delayed it, but um, yeah, um, yeah, the reactions, man, they they get me excited. I saw that first trailer, and I was kind of pumped after that. Because I was like, oh, I don't know what the, what the, how good the story is going to be or mm-hmm. if the performance is going to be good. But it looked like genuine, like classic comic book fun. Not in a way that I've seen like, you know, recently. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it looks like as if we're going to get a very different comic book movie like that we've never seen before. Like mm. some multiverse stuff. We're still within the same universes, yeah. but each character is the same actor. Mm. But different, but this, we're going to get completely different yeah. actors as the same character. Yeah. But but it's not part of the multiverse. It's just a fucked up timeline. Well, yeah, it's all through like timelines there. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Now, nah, I mean, it is going to be interesting. Um, it, it feels quite uh, like similar to No Way Home, at least at this point, um, except multiverse compared to like time, mm. time travel and whatnot. Um, I think it'll be very similar, like multiple flashes, multiple Spider-Mans and yeah. coming, coming together and whatnot, you know, Dr. Strange is like what Batman is in this and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it looks good. Um, yeah, the, I think the reactions really do back it up. The fact that Warner brothers is playing this about like two months early. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a voice of confidence for the film. Um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. Um, I'm going to be very surprised. <laughs> I don't have expectations like, oh, it's one of the best superhero movies. I can't give it that voice of confidence yet. No. Um, but I'm definitely excited to see it. It's going to be an interesting movie regardless. Um, and you've seen the the recent trailer that they just released. Did you have any thoughts about that? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a great trailer. I yeah. mean, it told us what the story was about without being so spoilerific, which trailers are so intent on doing these days. Shazam. <laughs> yeah, I saw that whole movie in like two minutes, eh? <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, I thought it was really great. Um, they kept the cameos of like both Batman to the minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, they had like some great shots in there with um, the bat uh, back when going over um, the moon to look like a bat symbol and Batman dropping down uh, yeah. from that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's iconic from um, yeah. Batman. Yeah. 1989 one. Mm. Um, yeah, and Ezra Miller looks like if he's having... Just in this in this role, he's look looks like he's having a lot of fun yeah. compared to the other films that he's been in so far. Yeah, um, he, he looks good, and I heard yeah. great stuff about his performance too. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm right on board with you. It looks like a movie that has can balance um, its emotion and comedy. 
I think it's going to be very emotional. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's actually dealing with quite um, heavy elements to it. Yeah. And w- which is good, you know. You, you watch the 2017 version of Justice League and he's just that, you know, comedic, comedic relief. relief that yep. just makes little comments here or there that are not funny. They're just kind of cringy. And so and that doesn't give you much faith in a solo film for him. But it looks like there's a real purpose. Um for his character and you know he has real serious emotions with it yeah which i think is going to be good i'm not really excited for any batman element of the film sorry <laughs> batman fan i think michael keaton looks silly um how dare you <laughs> and uh, no like it's performance wise um oh. and the cgi shots on the batman's face awful um <laughs> it's not finished yet of course so we'll, we'll see how that turns out but it's like I don't know what to compare it to but I don't know why Batman needs to be in this in such a massive way um, at least change it up so it's not like at least with like Superman it's like Supergirl and stuff like that you know what I mean it's Ben um, Affleck coming in and then Michael Keaton just have a new random Batman for like 10 minutes of runtime. I think it would yeah because yeah. in, in the original Flashpoint story um, it was Thomas Wayne as um, Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just something interesting like that. Just having Batman's from past franchises is, I think, easy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I would just love something different. And not to mention, I'm, I'm just sick of Batman. Um, all I want is the Batman, the Matt Reeves universe Batman, and just leave it. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's all we need right now. We're, uh, too many Batmans in too little time. Yeah, we had about like two... Well, in the past ten, uh, 10 years at least. In the past like 11 years, you've had Christian Bale, you've had Ben Affleck, you've had Robert Pattinson, and now Michael Keaton technically. There's four Batmans on the big screen. Okay, yeah. In an 11 year span. That, that's yeah. just too much. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think it'll work out fantastically once it all comes together, once I see the purpose of it. Yeah. Um, we're going to move on to some more news that came from CinemaCon. Craven the Hunter. It's not a... A comic property I'm too familiar with, uh, but you know you got Aaron Taylor Johnson, and I'm a big fan of him, and I, I love what he can bring to roles. The my anticipation anticipation for this film is like it's gone up now. We're hearing that it's been rated R, mm-hmm. and the Rhino he'll be uh, joining that the famous Spider-Man villain. Um, so yeah, an R-rated Craven the Hunter film starring Aaron Taylor Johnson. They showed some footage there. Comes out next year. Footage what, the, the footage or the film. Uh, no, the film comes out next year, but oh. the footage that was shown, it was really bloody and that kind of stuff. So what do you, what are you excited for this? What do you think about the news that it's rated R and the Ryan is a part of it and stuff? Still a bit indifferent because it is from Sony after all. Mm. Um, so I'll probably just wait until a trailer comes out until I actually see what they're going with here. It's yeah. in- interesting how this is R-rated and not Venom or, you know, Carnage as well. Because yeah. they're like way more ruthless than Craven and the Hunter. I felt like those movies were very close to being R-rated. Like the borderline one there. I think the second Venom definitely was. Yeah. Very, very close. But like they're two like sadistic, like insane characters. Was, was Morbius R-rated? I have no idea. Uh, Not sure. I completely forgot that was a movie until you just mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that... It's interesting to see why this is um, 
R-rated, and I like to see why um, when we get that footage eventually. Mm. Um, but Aaron Taylor Johnson, I'm quite very happy with that yeah. cast scene. I mean, everyone wanted Jason Momoa, but I think Aaron Taylor Johnson just has the better acting drops um, to really like capture this character. Oh, 100%. So yeah, yeah. Uh, wait for footage to come out, and I can give you a proper, <laughs> proper opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, from what I do know about Craven the Hunter, I'm excited to see what they can do with um, a movie like this. And I think rated R, it kind of, it just shows that I think Sony is, I guess, taking off the shackles um, to what they can do with like their movie. Having a movie and and like having it be PG-13, they have to really like cut and paste and they have to like, oh no, no swearing or or, not too much blood. They have to really put these shackles on their creativity with their like filmmaking. So I think having having a rated R is I think it's a good sign. Um obviously like you said Aaron Taylor Johnson he's got the right acting chops he can really pull it off. Yeah. Um I think what was that movie? Um oh, he, he I think he won a Golden Globe for it. Not Nocturnal not not Animals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I thought like when you were rambling I was like He's not thinking of nocturnal animals, is he? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm thinking of that one. Yeah, his performance in that, um, if he brings that kind of energy um, and intensity to the role, yeah. I think he's going to nail this nail this role. And I think having the rhino, I think having him appear, hopefully in a more uh, comic book accurate way. I was, yeah, I was about to say, I've heard that it's more comic book accurate than um, Paul Giamatti's one. Yeah, um, yeah, where it's just some robot. Yeah. Yeah, Optimus Prime. Um, Basically, yeah. Yeah. No, if if that's the case, then yeah, I'm I'm on board for this movie. Sony's a hit or miss, but we'll their see. their hits are, are hits. Spider Man one and two, um, <laughs> the golden age. Um, but yeah, we're gonna move on to some Taika Waititi stuff. This is the next film called Next Goal Wins. Trailer released came from CinemaCon. What are your thoughts? You excited for this one? Actually, yeah. Um, looks so much fun. Yeah. Like. You know, cap that they, they seem to have like captured the the Pacific nation that like that island sort of um mm. culture. Yeah. Perfectly mm-hmm. within this um sort of well, what we saw in the trailer and I think like having an outside off like um a cool fastbender who's portraying an Irish um yeah. Irish lad coming into this like Pacific sort of nation mm-hmm. is going to be like a real adjustment for him to like seeing like the band he would have as like a you know, Northern Hemisphere sort of person coming into this is going to be quite fun. Yeah. Some of the jokes are actually pretty funny as well. It's like yeah. not too much of the Taika Waititi shit that we get nowadays. Although I did see that he is going to be in it. I was like, oh, damn, I was sort of hoping that he wouldn't be. Oh, is he in it? I'm pretty sure he was. I saw like he was in the trailer for like a second. I don't know how prominent his role is. Of course. But this, yeah. fe- this feels like very like early career Taika Waititi sort of stuff, you know, like yeah. – boy and hunt for the wild people mm-hmm. yeah so i'm hoping it sort of captures mm. that sort of tone in this like he takes a bigger step back and let other actors and whatnot shine yeah and i think if he does that then it's gonna be great yeah no you took the words right out of my mouth there um i mean for for one um it feels very ted lasso-y <laughs> it does. um <laughs> you know some coach gets like fired and then sent to like a, a foreign place with a different culture and has to start a new culture within that organization and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Ted Lasso is great. Uh, I don't know how, how this will, how this will work. I'm 
mixed on Taika Waititi um, in terms of his directing. I think when he does really good stuff, it's yeah, I, I tend to love it. And then, but he, he can produce some duds. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll echo what you say in terms of it feels yeah like a earlier Taika Waititi, um, which is probably the best version of Taika Waititi. Yeah, it it, it feels mixed in with a bit of Hollywood in there um, you know having Michael Fassbender and probably a bit of bigger budget for this and stuff um, yeah so I'm in um, if it can mimic or come close to you know Hunt for the Wilder People or Boy even uh, what we do in the shadows yeah the yeah. the movie not the TV series by the way guys I heard the TV series is quite good um, but the movie is better have you seen the series I watched first season. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, any, any of that stuff, then this could be good. I, I, I don't know if it will though. I'm, I'm, I'm so mixed. Is, is it, if if yeah. Thor Love and Thunder was pretty much the same as Ragnarok, would you, would you have the same opinion? Like in terms of quality, if they were the same, cause like obviously there's a huge difference between Ragnarok and Love and Thunder. Yeah. That's a huge one. No, my, my, yeah, you're, you're right. My perception would be, uh, a bit different right now. Fucking Taika. You make one bad movie and this is what happens. <laughs> it's, it's not that, bro. It's his, the fact, his attitude, the words that he says in response to criticism. Because I, I remember with Thor, Love and Thunder, um, he said, um, oh, I shouldn't have made Ragnarok so good because now everyone just perceives Thor, Love and Thunder as bad. I'm like, no, Love and Thunder <laughs> is genuinely a bad film. Um and it doesn't seem like he can take criticism to make his films better. Yeah. So if there's that arrogance there and if he has that kind of mindset and um, way of thinking for future films, that's what I'm worried of. If he just has like this overblown ego and confidence, then I think he's just going to degrade in his quality of directing. But this is very different to his Hollywood yeah. stuff so we'll see I'm, I'm 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 open to it and i hope we go back to the old tiger yeah well so, c- comes out later half of the zero yeah, yeah yeah i think in like october or something oh yeah yeah um but yes we're gonna move on now fast and furious 10 comes out this month fast x boy fast x that's gonna be um that's gonna be a good one I, it looks as far as Fast and Furious goes, <laughs> in terms of that franchise, it looks like a good Fast and Furious movie. It looks like uh, just your standard popcorn flick in, in comparison to and, anything else. Yeah, and uh. so, sorry, before you get to your question, we haven't really seen, like, in the, I think, the past two Fast and Furiouses, mm. and the trailers have shown that big, you know, that big moment that Fast and Furious is known for. Yeah. We haven't really seen that in these trailers that I've seen so far. There's nothing, yeah, nothing where I'd be, look where you can see it and you'd be like, oh, that's the moment. Like, yeah, like, because yeah. cause in the mm. f- Fast Nine, it was when they went to space and they showed it, and you're like, okay, that's they the moment. They did show there. it, eh? Yeah, like, right at the end of their marketing. That's the moment there. And then in the yeah. Fast Eight, they show the sub, uh, the submarine yeah. sort of chase. There is, in the trailer. there's a moment in the trailer where he's driving down, I think it's the Hoover Dam. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I don't, but that feels like not the moment because, yeah. Well, for one, you can't top space, especially for Fast and Furious. What the fuck? Um, but it still doesn't feel like the moment for this franchise. But the real announcement came from CinemaCon. Um, Fast X Part 2, 2025 it will release. So two years from now, 
that is the final one. So they've committed to it. I don't think they will. I thought they were just going to keep doing these movies. <laughs> but they've committed to an ending. Um, as far as anticipation with Fast and Furious, I think me and you, we enjoy them, but we don't really anticipate those kind of movies. Yeah. Would that be different for the final one? Despite the fact that we haven't actually seen Fast X yet. Because it's Fast X Part 2. So I think this is one story here. I think it'll be a little different, you know. I think it might might scrape in, you know, the number 10 mark or honorable mention mm. come 2025 yeah. list. Yeah. Um, but it's nothing there. that. Oh my God, I'm actually anticipating this. I cannot wait. I'm losing sleep because I need to watch this right now. <laughs> um, is it actually called Fast X Part 2 or did you just... Fast X Part 2, yeah. Oh, okay, that's weird. Yeah. Why is it? Because... Because... It's got a Roman numeral there and then it's like a part two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it's Fast 10 Part 2. Why not just call it Fast 11? Fast Too Fast to Forever. That's not that's not that bad actually. No, but no. Fast X forever. We'll just call it Fast Family. That's actually that's a really good one. That that's good. <laughs> I don't know if you're memeing or not, but that's actually good. Yeah, considering yeah. it's all about family. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised that it's 2025. I thought they would have filmed this back to back and just went this year next year. Yeah. Be done with it. Mm. Um, but I guess they clearly want. I guess, I guess maybe because of the director change. Um. At the very start of production, and, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. It's different visions, mm. so they're giving um mm. Louis Loretta. Yeah, and he will be directing his, part two as well. Yeah, his yeah. um, seen his full vision for it, so I guess it's okay. I mean, it's the standard. Mm. I mean, it's usually like a year gap between Fast and Furious films, anyway. So yeah, yeah, I can't. Well, actually, no, I can wait. Can't wait. <laughs> I don't know how to sign um, off on this topic. I mean, no, 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 it, it's all right. I mean, maybe once we see Fast X. It'll we'll be a be different like, story, yeah. Because yeah, it might be like, oh, damn, what's going to happen? Like, but they, I think they could potentially end on a cliffhanger. Could end on a cliffhanger. Could end on like a death of the family, and so you you want that revenge. Maybe half of the family fades to dust, and then they have to <laughs> travel back in time. They go and steal the DeLorean, and then go back. The DeLorean. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if time travel comes into this. Christopher Lloyd's cast <laughs> yeah. in Fast Fast X Part Two. <laughs> if that happens, I'm done. I know exactly what I'm going to get from Fast uh, from the movie in 2025. Two, I'm yeah. going to call it Fast Eleven. I sorry, I, I can't get. I'm not going to call it Fast X Part Two. That's just Fast dumb. X Fast X I. Go with the Roman numerals again. Yeah, Fast Family. I like that. No, but you know, imagine if they did that. Time travel, and then they go back to like significant moments in the Fast franchise, <laughs> and then. They have to go yeah. obtain cars from different time periods. Get Paul Walker's original Skyline from the first film. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think if... Um, and then, sorry, you also, after time travel, they got the multiverse. Yeah, and they just, they just keep <laughs> going around and around. All I know is that Vin Diesel will be in more Fast and Furious movies beyond part two. Um because this is a baby. Yeah, he'll get a solo movie and then he'll be a part of other solo movies. I don't understand why he gets a solo, or if that does happen, that's going to be so dumb. The whole Fast franchise is a solo movie, basically. That's pretty much him. But I feel like it's more of an ensemble movie now. Yeah, but the main story yeah. is around him. Fast like, Nine was about, family. about yeah. him and his brother, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. I Well, we don't know if it'll happen, but it, it will happen. It probably will happen. We just don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, imagine it at like the end of part two, you know, you just hear like, um, they're having like one little 
barbecue again and then it's like Paul Walker's voice comes on like I'm nearly there or some shit like imagine how emotional I could make it that'd be some <laughs> that, that would tug on the heartstrings for sure yeah yeah oh it'd be good um, but no you know I'm, I'm looking forward to it just because it's a franchise I never thought would end and mm. I want to see how they can wrap this up because it feels like a franchise that should have been wrapped up 10 years ago at Fast 7 Furious 7 yeah Furious 7 could have been it yeah uh, but we'll see. We got Fast X in a few weeks, so it should be should be interesting. It will. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to move on to a prequel now. Hunger Games, Bell of the Songbirds and Snakes. Uh, this was a movie on my least anticipated. <laughs> uh, the trailer released at CinemaCon. Um, you've seen the trailer. What do you think about it? So is this based on the 10th anniversary of the Hunger Games? Or is it the very first? I think it's the first one. But it's like it's kind of like a villain origin story of Snow. I forgot his first name. I want to say John, but uh, I know it's not that. <laughs> or Snow. President Snow. Oh, yeah, President Snow. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. I, kind of his origin story and kind of the Hunger Games origin. Right. Yeah. Mm. I thought it was the 10th anniversary. Oh, we'll look into that later. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, I mean, we're just, it's basically like a, Hunger Games, another Hunger Games movie. It's not really anything different. Mm. I mean, we're not really seeing the. This is what I'm assuming. I'm just going off my basis that this is the tenth anniversary yeah. right now. I'm just gonna look it up. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll keep my comment. Yeah, keep going. Um, keep going. Uh, uh, as and I refrain from saying that, but I'll just talk about the trailer. Um, it looks very similar to like you know the original Hunger Games films. Um, it looks like as if we're just going to get exactly the same, except set in the past, really. Mm. Um, old technology and whatnot. Um, nothing really um, interesting or what they're going, going to do with the concept. Yeah. Um, okay, you're taking too long, so I'm just going to get to my point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th- I think the Hunger Games would have been awesome if they went back to a prequel, as in like the ori- the actual origins of the first. Like the first one. The f- yeah, the yeah. first one where like half of the film or majority, more than half of the film is just them planning this concept, the reasoning why, and exploring the different districts a bit more, and then like that third act would be the actual Hunger Games. You are right, it's the 10th annual Hunger Games. Okay, yeah, fucking done. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go off my car. Yeah, knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's just like no one cares about the 10th anniversary because we're pretty much going to, we've already seen that, we've already seen what the Hunger Games is. Yeah. I think one of them was this anniversary one as well, mm-hmm. um, in the original um, I was going to say trilogy, but there's fucking for all them. The Catching Fire, I think, is like the 75th or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they've already done sort of an anniversary thing. So why are we getting mm. the 10th one? Like, it's so much more interesting if we just see the first one and the origins of it. And I right. think that's a better concept. And it's something that we we haven't really seen from this franchise before, you know? Like, yeah. we're seeing the planning of mm-hmm. this, the idea of why should we have all these children <laughs> dumped into our ground trying to kill each other for yeah. what purpose and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just a way better and more interesting concept to make it the first yeah. rather than the 10th because we've pretty much already seen that in four films. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I think, so I guess the main concept of the film is the origin story of President Snow. No, yeah. And I never found him to be like any kind of like formidable villain or interesting villain. He was just kind of like an antagonist in the Hunger Games series, but not like a a villain where it's like, oh, this guy like 
you know. Or, it's, or, or, or like where, um, interesting. Well, or where, like, I can't remember what district it was. That always won, but like, where if say it's a Hunger Games, like fucking twenty, mm. and like you know, like that district's not winning, so he purposely sabotages the other district's players in there to make that district win. Right. That's more of a villainous role. Yeah. But what we saw him in the Hunger Games, you're right, is it's not really that. It's just more of like a puppet master. So, yeah, so yeah. Speak. And it's not one where I'm like, oh, I need to see how he became the way he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he just seemed like a political leader. Um, but I, I, watching this, it's, I'm like, you can actually make some quite interesting like Hunger Games, like an old-fashioned one. And, and I'm just trying to, because you covered it quite nicely with how it should be based on the first Hunger Games and how they even get to that concept, how society gets to the concept of having kids kill each other. Yeah. It's far more interesting than what we're going to have here. But, you know, just extending your point, having, you could, the first Hunger Games could be really interesting. It could be like old fashioned, like, you know, have like older weapons and environments and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You could just do make it something far more interesting than this. You can tell that the appeal for the hunger games movies and franchise is in the hunger games themselves. Yeah. It's not in the like political infrastructure and uh, economic climates of their districts and all this kind of stuff. We yeah. saw that with mocking Jay part one and part two, the box office results for those are telling because people are like, Oh no hunger games in this. Yeah, a pass. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. You, you love that build up to the Hunger Games, and then you have like a good hour of the Hunger Games. And yeah, well, it's just like you're, yeah. you're just intense in your exactly. Yeah, for like the, the first hour. Hunger Game movies, I think are great. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and the first one I think would be very interesting. I would, I would actually love to see it. I hope, hope Lionsgate goes down that route. Yeah, once it's, it's, it's a an, this is a natural book though, right? Yeah, it is yeah. based on another book, which is not as great as the other yeah. the Hunger Games series. It's probably why they're doing it, but if they want to, I don't know if the first Hunger Games, as in the, the first, first mm. ever Hunger Games is an actual book, but if yeah. it's not, it's a good like spin-off or prequel sort Great of idea, idea for them. Yeah. Even a Hunger Games series could work. TV series? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Like it's a series that could actually... Hey, yeah. the recent trend might happen. <laughs> Everything's becoming <laughs> a series. Every series is becoming a movie. Um... All right, so we're going to move on now. Wish, that trailer came out. Uh, it's your typical Disney Thanksgiving film that comes out following the likes of Frozen, Moana, stuff like that. Um, yeah, you've seen the trailer. Well, what did you think? I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's it looks like mm. as if it's, you know, like proper Disney, like back on form, like, you know, the Frozens and the Lion Kings, yeah. stuff like that. It's got an interesting concept behind it, um, so I think it they have a real hit on their hands if it if it actually works out. Yeah, because um, we know that Disney you know, like pumps out stuff like Encanto and stuff, but it, it doesn't have that same feeling as to what we get in this trailer. Like, yeah, it's Encanto just something when you're yeah. watching it, it's it's just like this is this is Disney. Yeah, um, you can clearly tell that the animation is not complete. But I mm. sort of wish that we get that yeah. in this because it's so different to what we... Well, I think I think that's the style they're going for. It's like 2D animation mixed with 3D animation. Oh, cool. So, like yeah, blended. okay. Yeah. I'm happy with that because yeah. that, that is great because it's like not very Disney-like. Like, mm. you don't see that from Disney. Like, they're usually polishing everything. But if it looks like this half-assed sort of stuff, that's yeah. just so refreshing and awesome. If, yeah, it kind of looks like um, a bunch of drawings and like paintings and like... 
you know, watercolors and all that kind of stuff yeah. merging together. I hope they do keep it that way. I hope um, that is their style they're going for. I don't, we don't need the, you know, kind of ultra realistic or we don't need the bright colors and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this would be kind of, kind of interesting and it feels like it can establish itself as something new if it really commits to what we saw in that trailer. I think we'll find out when the proper trailer comes out. The, in the terms one. of the uh, yeah, in terms of what animation style, if yeah. that if that trailer has it same as this, I think this is gonna be like one of the best films from Disney since Frozen. Yeah, yeah, it could it could be. It definitely looks like it has like the key ingredients there. Yeah, I mean, there's one the ingredient that I don't like Disney always using is the yeah, animal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know exactly what I'm gonna say. <laughs> they always have to have some cutesy kind of side character that merch sales, mate. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it's merch sales, and plus everyone just falls in love with it, and it's just like, it's so it's so easy for the studio, which which makes me it just annoys me. Um, unless the side character has like really good purpose and has a reason to be there, and I don't know, it just has more characterization than just being cute, basically. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it looks good. It's like like you said, it looks like Disney's a hat in their hands, and yeah. you know. Um, Hopefully the final product really reflects the trailer that we got. I hope so too. Yeah. Um, another trailer, Transformers, Rise of the Beast. That one came from CinemaCon too. Uh, it's the second trailer for the film. I think it was in your least anticipated as well. Yeah. Um, does this trailer give you a little bit more faith in the film? No. 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 I am glad I put it there. <laughs> and You'll split the flash there, but... Shut up. Different circumstances. Uh, and I, I'm happy with that decision. I'm putting it on my list. Um, this just seems like every single Transformers film we've seen besides Bumblebee, just the way it's been marketed, you know, you've got mm. the explosions and yeah. it just, like, you just know what you're going to get. We've seen, mm. I don't know, this is the sixth one or whatever. We've seen five previously. Five and then Bumblebee, yeah. Yeah. I'll exclude Bumblebee from this because it's completely different. Yeah. Um. But like we've seen five films and what they look like, what they feel like, what they sound like, mm-hmm. and what the story is. This is exactly what you're getting. Except yeah. the only element is, is that this is somewhat closer to Transformers One, where you have like an unknown character being exposed to this. Mm. Um. Yeah. yeah. And Unicron is like a huge Transformers villain as well, and the fact that they're bringing it into this shit is that the Planet Eater thingy. Yeah. 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 It is a bit disappointing. Unicron. They probably should have done it in like Transformers Three or something. Mm. Um, I yeah. guess that's probably the only thing I'm excited for is to see what they do with Unicron. They'll probably butcher it. Yeah. Like a uh, Fantastic Four butchered a Galactus. Uh, Fantastic Four 2. Yes. Um, yeah, that cloud. But, yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess a Beast Bots. I think that's what it called, they're called. I don't know. Yeah, the Beast. Yeah. That, that's pretty Based cool. Because cons- yeah. Yeah, I know that that's an actual TV series um, yeah. that links with it. Yeah. And we've got the Dinobots in um, the previous form. So yeah. seeing the Beast Bots in this one is just something more refreshing than like you know dinosaurs or like other transformers yeah like uh, car I mean, sort of stuff but i'm yeah. going to disagree i'm i thought it looked good <laughs> for one it's bumblebee is very different that's a really quiet and close and personal film yeah second of all this was directed by the director of creed 2 a great movie um mind you it might be the weakest of the creed franchise or maybe three, but um, was Creed two directed by Ryan Coogler? No, um, he did the first one. Because uh-huh. um, I, was, I was like, hmm, who's directing this? Because it uh, might affect my excitement. Um, I'm not like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this. But I'm doing. I'm. 
I'll go on with an open mind. I'm, I'm interested enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels more classic transform Transformers. As not, in like Transformers 1 or like... No, two? more like the animated series oh, yeah. and just Transformers in general. It feels quite distinct from the, the Bayverse, um, <laughs> the Michael Bay kind of Transformers. Um, and, you know, the first Transformers movie was good. The third one was all right too. Yeah. Mind you, the other ones have been really bad. But, um, you know, I think... Like, I mean, you had the you had the Mark Wahlberg uh, Transformers, and they they were both bad. Yeah. But having this new character, kind of like a, a young teenager, being exposed to it for the first time, and it's seen in the nineties as well. Yeah, exactly, and it gives me like the vibes of the first Transformers as well. Yeah. Um, just in terms of the concept and the introduction, so I think there is there's room to be skeptical, and there's room to be a little bit excited. If they can just produce a good, enjoyable, entertaining popcorn flick, I'm satisfied. It's, if it can mimic like what the Fast and Furious franchise does, yeah, like that, that, that's not trying to be an Oscar winner or anything like that. But it it does what it wants to do really well. Just wants to be fun and enjoyable and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. If the Transformers movies can do that, then I'm fine. It feels like a franchise that just can sit there. They don't need to be you know, really deep, meaningful movies or anything. Yeah. They can just be good popcorn action. Yeah. Um, so I think this could 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 be that. Um, but we'll have to see. You never know Transformers. <laughs> eh? They're just oh, it's such a weird franchise. It's a gamble. It, it is a gamble. I'm I'm going to be telling you in the in the review that I was completely wrong and it was shit. Um but yes, we're going to move on to our worst films of 2022. Uh, if you guys have been around for our previous uh, times when we've done this, either on, uh, I think it's specials or Let's Be Reals. Yeah. Yeah, basically what we do when we um, do our list is we just do it one at a time. We start from the bottom. So the third worst film um, and then moving up to second and first and we just kind of explain our options there. And we'll do the same with our um, top 10 films of... 2022 as well mm-hmm. so nan kick us off worst films of 2022 what is your third worst my third worst yeah. is jurassic world dominion oh interesting yeah mm-hmm. i mean we all know that i'm a big jurassic park fan and that's more i thought you're a jurassic world fan oh, fuck you cunt oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's more because of you know the first jurassic park but like having like the original characters come into this, I was a little bit more excited, and mm. then you knew how yeah. excited I was to see that. And then watching the film was just completely different. I was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, that's what we got from that. It, it was more of a disappointing film for me in terms of my expectations, but it was also really bad. Like you know, mm. like Locus has been the main point of whatever the hell it was. I, I completely forgot now. Extinction level event or something was it? I can't remember. Oh, they were like. Growing it like a rapid play. Oh, place. yeah, and, yeah. and needing all the crops and stuff. It's like <laughs> all the food supply. <laughs> and I was like, why could you not just like make it dinosaurs? And you know, um, the second Jurassic World ended on that like little tease of Jurassic, oh, of dinosaurs and humans mm. integrating together. Finally. Finally, we barely saw that really, like, first like half an hour. The, the chasing a Malta was cool. That was cool. That's yeah. probably the best part of the film. Definitely, yeah. Um, but yeah, like we barely saw that sort of integration between, mm. you know, 
Oh, what I'm trying to say, dinosaurs and humans. Yeah. I mean, it would have been cool, like, if we were on it, like, we just see a farm and, like, seeing, like, you know, how, like, uh, humans, like, use dinosaurs to, like, farm animals similar to what they do with um, real-life animals. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no. that's me. What's your number three? My number three? Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, that low. Okay. That low. Oh, yeah, I was expecting like to be number one. Like, that low is in, like, it should be higher on my worst or lower on my, or, like, not. I was expecting it to be number one. Oh really? Um, well, first of all, I'm I didn't go into Thor: Love and Thunder like thinking this was going to be like a great thing. Um, I've based some of my choices on like my expectations and my anticipation, so it kind of balanced it out. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is a bad movie. Um, we went and saw it at the premiere, and yeah, we came out of it immediately being like, "Yep, this is not good." Yeah, it's just full of cringe humor. There's no depth to any of the characters. Thor is a bumbling clown jock <laughs> uh, doing nothing. Korg is comedy oversaturated. Um, just super unfunny. Just I, I, I can't even like, really articulate how annoying this movie makes me feel. <laughs> I, think, I think it's like it's Marvel's abomination. I think it's their worst film. Yeah. I'll say that much. Um, Worse than uh, The Dark World? Yeah, easy. Because The Dark World has parts that you may like about it. Um, You know, it's shot on location, so it looks nicer. Yeah. Um, The character work with um, Thor, they take take it a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Like, it just seems like Taika Waititi slept in woke up went to sit and be like oh oh I, we got to film today um oh just start making jokes about um hammer being jealous of the other hammer oh, yeah and just like <laughs> oh let's have like a, a yui boom oh, and then dear. just like yeah just yeah no see it, it doesn't feel like in there's any seriousness there yeah um oh and christian bell was a villain in the mcu and they um wasted his talent that's another reason to be salty from me <laughs> um but yeah Second worst film, 2022, what you got? Lightyear. <laughs> Starman. <laughs> Star. Fuck, this, this song's going to be stuck in my head now. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Lightyear. Oh, I nearly, nearly had that one. You nearly did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it wasn't, it was a pretty bad film. It was unjustifiable as well. Like, no one cared about mm-hmm. Buzz Lightyear. Like, no one wanted it. Yeah. Like it was unneeded. And then that whole scene of where like the two um, lesbian um, yeah. women, yeah. like they're doing like a montage and then one of them is suddenly pregnant. It's just like, they didn't really give us like from just watching it. It just doesn't make sense. It's just thrown in there just for the sake of it. Yeah. To, yeah. To send messages and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, yeah, it was just really bad. And I mm-hmm. think Chris Evans could have never lived up to the hype of um, Tim Allen. Yeah, I think if Tim if Tim Allen voiced Lightyear, it could have been, it, it could have it saved would have been it more a, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Like mm. you know, because he he's it's just an iconic voice. It's like an iconic character, yeah. an iconic voice. Like you can't imagine Darth Vader not being voiced by anyone else other than James Earl Jones. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's one of my reasons. Like it's just and it's a cash grab, and that's probably why I find it really bad. <laughs> The, to, the funny thing is though is that it was like one of the least profitable films yeah. I think it lost like 120 million for the company yeah uh, which is a, a good thing um, 
But I, I, I told you, I told Kyan, <laughs> I told everybody that I'd ever met in my life, this is a dumb film, don't make it. And then the trailer came out and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this looks so cool and interesting and it, the animation's great. And I'm like, no, this is shit. There's no reason that this should be a movie. And then the movie comes out and yeah, I was proven correct. Um, so that's why it's not on my worst movies um, is because I went into this being like, I, this, this can't work. We'll see, but I don't see it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, judging from what you just said, I think I was correct on that. My second one, though, I think this might surprise you. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Is it because of like the hype surrounding it and just not living up to expectations? Yeah, it's whatnot? it's the hype surrounding it. Um, it's not like it's a bad film in itself. It's just what it presented itself to be. Bad film in itself. Yeah, you are right. It's not like it's not the worst movie by in ter- if you look at it from like an objective point of view. If you're talking about my subjective point of view, it's all my worst films of the year because one, I was really anticipating it. Two, Sam Raimi was directing. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's a really talented director. I thought he would do some interesting stuff. It was going to, it was, it's called The Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Um, the trailers, like, they raised that hype. There was, I think, yeah, it came after No Way Home as well. So you had that element to it. And there was just like so much going for it. And yeah, we got just, it was very disappointing. I don't think the movie is coherent or good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd call it average. There's certain parts of things that I like that. I like the, you know, musical fight between Sinister Strange and Mr. Strange and well, I mean, Dr. Strange, Mr. Strange. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there was some like Sam Raimi definitely brings his directing style into it. And, you know, use of flashy cuts and little different editing styles and whatnot. Yeah. But overall, I think the movie is a mess. Um, it hadn't know what to do. It doesn't really justify Scarlet Witch's um, being a villain um, yeah. very well. So considering the last we saw Scarlet Witch, she was a hero. Well, well it's wonder- some, somewhat of a hero, you know? Yeah. That character's really gone down the drain. I don't know what they're doing. Like, they're yeah. I don't know why she has to be a villain. Um, but yeah, it's a mixture between the anticipation, the expectations, and what we got. Um, a big letdown. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Doctor Strange, second worst for me. I think I know your number one. What is your number one worst film of 2022? Avatar, The Way of Water. Oh, don't <laughs> even joke about that. That's too far. <laughs> nah, it's Thor. Thor, Love and Thunder. Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, it was just... I don't think we enjoyed that film. At, I mean, sorry, you, you covered every single part yeah. so well in your point three that I'm just not even going to touch that. Um, but like, we were just not enjoying ourselves in that film. Like, I can't even remember the screening. I can barely remember the movie myself. Yeah. Um, apart from like the criticisms we had on that drive back home. Yeah. It was just bad. And like, you said it before in your final comments, it was the waste of Christian Bale. Yeah. As a villain. And he was literally the best part. He was like yeah. the only time I was actually engaged in watching that film. And mm. I was like, damn, like he need I wish we saw a bit more of Christian Bell in the MCU. Yeah. But I don't think he can ever get cast again. Um, because he fucking squandered that. Yep. And That's annoying. Yeah. yeah, it's just dumb. You you the comedy's off, you know. <sighs> too much Taika, too much Korg is just Yeah. yeah. Mm. I really thought with um the movie 
Um, I, I went into the movie thinking that Taika had a really unique sense of comedy, the way James Gunn is. Yeah. You, you know, like, he's just funny. And what he does is just, it's genuinely funny. Uh, it's not forced. It's it's natural. It feels all natural and stuff. But I think he just, like, went <sighs> he doubled ham down on it. Yeah. yeah. He was like, oh, Thor, Thor Ragnarok work. Let's just up it 10 times. Yeah. People wants to see a rock statue thing. Yeah. Boom, chuck that in. I mean, the Marvel, or not the, the MCU is just, it's filled with cringe moments from the first Iron Man to the latest thing. There's always cringy kind of stuff. But Thor Love and Thunder is just constant. It's, it's so much cringe. Yeah. Yeah. It's just parts where I could barely like stomach it. Yeah. I was like, what is it, this? And you're right. That speaker scene was probably one of the cringiest. Like it was just, yeah, and then like you got the whole plot line with Jane Foster having what was it stage three or four cancer by having a foot and then, fo- and then just dies. Yeah, uh, but that but she had a full head of hair the whole time. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> it was like because they're not gonna you know make Natalie Portman bald and a major blockbuster. And I'm pretty sure she's been bald before though, like in a role. I don't know what role. I think you are right about that. Yeah, but it's just like yeah. if you're gonna commit to like having someone with that severe yeah. of disease, like commit to mm. actually show it but no she like looked fantastic the whole time yeah and then there's like parts where she's like she's trying to find like her tagline oh, or like, catchphrase yeah catchphrase and <laughs> that's like, also very cringy eat my hammer it's oh. like when it's like a big moment she's like oh my gosh yeah, yeah. but the Christian Bale parts were, were nice yeah alright what is your number one worst film of 2022 I don't know if you've guessed it but um I, th- I think when I say it, it'll be pretty obvious. Uh, Fantastic Beast Secrets of Dumbledore. To be honest, I fully thought that's a 2021 film. Uh, yeah, I, I like <laughs> so. I'm like, oh, that's easily number one. Yeah, but now you say, I was like, oh, fuck, they did come out like very early last year. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I understand why that's, uh, that's yeah. a number one. It, it, it's very similar to your reasons for uh, Jurassic World, except I really had no reason to be excited for it. And I wasn't excited for it. Uh, that's how bad it is. Uh, Fantastic Beasts have been a disaster pretty much from the beginning. The first one I thought was a nice, fun adventure. Uh, second one was a boring, very boring piece of garbage. Um, and, and, and this one's pretty much the same. It really tries to um, lean hard on the Harry Potter nostalgia, but it just feels off. It feels like a CGI fest. The uh, romantic slash hatred relationship between Dumbledore and Grindelwald is weird and unbalanced and not explored properly. Yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm watching. I'm like, what, what even is this? It's not Harry Potter. It doesn't feel anything like it. And as a huge Harry Potter fan, um, yeah, this is just an absolute disappointment. Um, and I'm ready for another 10 years of disappointment from the Harry Potter universe. <laughs> the one thing I really didn't like about that for, I mean, there was a lot, but the one that like really got with me was like, I don't know what it's called, mm. but I'm going to call it the little deer thing, that little fucking deer thing that like, you know, sees someone with a pure of heart and whatnot. And right, this is at the, oh, yeah. this is at the I, end. I forgot that. Yeah. yeah. And he goes to Dumbledore and then Dumbledore is like, no, you can't choose me. Um, yeah. It's just not allowed. And then he goes to a random character that we never seen before it's just like why don't you not just have it go to Newt Scamander that we've seen him be like good and whatnot yeah. you know like they'll mean so much more than going to some random fucking act, uh, character that we've never seen before and like 
why are you more worthy over Dumbledore? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, I know that dare thing, but I don't remember much about it. I, but I remember coming out of that movie and being like, this doesn't make sense. Why is this like, but in Harry Potter, they said you can't do this. And it's just like, it doesn't even know what it's doing. Um, mm. But yeah, it's just, it's David Yates. He has to direct everything involved with Harry <laughs> Potter. He directed like the last four Harry Potters and then directed all of the Fantastic Beast movies. It's the only job he can get. Was he directed for Harry Potter 5? Yes, I think that was his first one. It's sort of been 5, 6, 7 and 8. And then yeah. Fantastic 1, one two, 2, 3. three. Yeah. And I'm, I'm fully expecting um, an announcement that Davy Yates will direct the entire <laughs> I was, Harry Potter I was about, series. I was about to say, surely he's directing the Harry Potter series. <laughs> no, no. I think I uh, think that whole thing would just be a podcast special. And it'll just be me saying, being the host. I'll be like, James, what are your thoughts on this? And James just ranting off for an hour. Just, I, I could go on about an hour. <laughs> it would be a special. Um, but yeah, that, that's enough talk about um, some bad parts of 2022. We're going to talk about the good parts, the bright moments. And there was quite a bit of bright moments. Um, I thought it was a relatively strong year in film. Um, definitely. I'm getting ready. You're getting ready. It's <laughs> going to be a good one. But no, it's definitely been a um, a better year. You know, I think. Since, uh, since co- like better year since COVID. Yeah. Every year is getting better. Um, you know, 2020 was rough. 2021 was a bit slow too. 2022, it can't be, it's starting to find form again. I think this year we're, we're in for something special. There's a lot to look forward to this year. But 2022, we're going to celebrate those movies now. Nayan, your 10th best film of 2022. Go. It is. Nope. 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 Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think the hardest part of making this list was from like... Nice, you're getting on board. I'm getting getting ready, mate. (laughs) Uh, Was from seven to ten. I think the top six, I knew Mm. exactly what I wanted. The top three, it was set in stone for me, pretty Mm. much. Um, But I really had to like think real hard and stuff and... As much as I wanted Avatar <laughs> to be number ten or not even mentioned, I was like, it has to, no, it, it it has to feature on this list. Yeah. And then I was just trying to find that tenth, and I was mulling like there's so many good stuff. I was mulling over yeah. Bullet Train and yeah. um, Glass Onion and this as well, and Marcel the Shell uh, Shoes on as well. Mm-hmm. They were they were all like all of those films was just yeah wanting to be number ten, but I think mm. Nope is the one that got got in the end just because yeah. it may not have been. Um, Jordan Peele's best film mm-hmm. um, from what he's directed. Yeah. But it's still very good. And I think yeah. it's a very underrated, a very underrated film of 2022 as well. I definitely think I, so I well, think yeah. I think it's because people were expecting it to be on the heights of Get Out and Us, but it mm. didn't quite reach that. Yeah. So no one really talks about it. Yeah. But I think it's just a fantastic film if you actually just mm. watch it as in, like, you've never seen this director's work. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's number my, my number 10. Yeah. I mean, you, you are right. I mean, that... After the like seven to like fourteen, there's some really good movies. It's hard to find the order there. I struggle with that part as well on my list. Um, but man, you said everything that I wanted to say. My tenth is nope as well. Actually, yeah, yeah. it's very surprising <laughs> you said that. I didn't think you would put it on. Um, but yeah, no, you I mean you covered everything pretty well. I would actually say this is better than um, the Us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's it's probably his most simplistic film. Um, but the way it, uh, yeah, it just builds like 
tension and, and drama. I think it's, it's really interesting and it's just, yeah, just a great watch overall. Yeah. Um, Jordan, Jordan Peele always, you know, adds, he's really good at mystery and he's really good at building the tension and it's, it's very atmospheric. Um, I love the visuals um, and the soundscape that it creates in the film as well. Yeah. He, he's getting really good on the technical side of things. So, yeah. He's actually a director I'm really excited for when his movies get announced and stuff. Yeah. Like, not quite as the heights of Christopher Nolan, but like, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, it's like when you hear like, oh, Jordan Peele has a film and you're like, fuck yes, where's the trailer? I want to yeah. see some you, of this you, stuff. You know, you're getting quality. Yeah. yeah. He, he's definitely becoming that. And I think with like, if he does another three movies that are similar to his, like, Get Out, Austin, Nope, uh -huh. he's going to be one of those like big kind of household names soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, number ninth. Mine. Yes. My number ninth is. Number ninth. All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Technically, it is an international film, foreign film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th I think um, it gave me 1917 vibes to it. Just mm -hmm. exclude that one shot stuff. But yeah. I think it was just a very refreshing film to see it from the Germans. Like, sorry, a World War film. Mm -hmm. Just it's refreshing to see it from that the German yeah. perspective. Because yeah. majority of these war films now, it's always from... You know, patriotic the, American stuff, eh? or yeah. like British. You know, like the, the the winning sort of side. We don't really see it from this. Yeah, and like we all know that in during that World War time, like the Germans were always perceived as the villains and stuff. Yeah, but like throughout this film, you could sort of like sympathize with some of the characters and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because at mm. at the end of the day, it's just it's not people like back then soldiers. Like you had the army and stuff, but majority of it was just people pulled from the streets and homes and saying you had to do this. Yeah. And this is pretty much what All Quiet on the Western Front showed was like those people with like barely any training except for like what, four or less weeks. Yeah. Like they're, they're actual human beings, like civilians going out into this. Can you believe that was a thing? It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, and I thought it would just completely capture that. And like the cinematography was fantastic along with the score. Yeah. Um, so it just, it, it just ticked all the elements. Yeah. Your number nine? My number nine. Um, I don't know how you react to this one, but no, my number nine is everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, yeah, I didn't vibe with it on the level of, um, you know, everyone else. Yeah. But I do genuinely love the movie. I thought it was, it was really good. It had a lot of great ideas. It executed them well. It had a, it made its concept very interesting and unique. And you know, there's some really underlying uh, themes in there. And uh, I think the character work is excellent. It's just not a film that I resonated with like a lot on an emotional level. I knew what they were doing, and I could I I, I felt it and stuff, but it just wasn't. Um, enough for me to really get like a or to evoke a really powerful emotional response but i thought you know what the daniels did on a technical side of things um what they did with the concept great stuff um yeah brilliant filmmaking um inventive storytelling so yeah yeah number nine i'm interested to see what your next stuff will be like i, I have a few ideas on what it'll be but like what would be the filler ones yeah I you know love, you know what i mean yeah yeah no mm. i love the guessing game here what is your number eight my number eight is probably very high on your list mm -hmm. avatar the way of water oh yeah mate i made it up to eight 
surprised it even made the list, I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, it wasn't as bad as Avatar 1, that's for sure. Mm. I just never vied with Avatar 1 apart from the visuals and score. Yeah. But the, this was generally, well, it was a good film. Yeah. Like, you could definitely tell the big technological advance advancements but mm. i'm not really going to get into that because i'm sure you'll cover it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just more mainly in regards to that story you know it was, it was a more tight tight-knit story focusing mm -hmm. on the family and like yeah. introducing this whole other tribe mm -hmm. um off navi and having like one yeah. tribe integrate with others and trying to like you know like sim yeah. similar to next goal wins you know like Having yeah. having something from another culture me meshing with another culture and try to understand that yeah. is what yeah. we've got there. And that third act, as mm -hmm. you said so many times, um, yeah. on mic and off mic is mm -hmm. excellent. So yeah. I think I had to. Like, I mean, uh, I just couldn't not not have it on my list. It's, it, it justifies its place on yeah. my list. Glad to hear that. That's <laughs> nice. Thank you for surprised with this one. My number eight. I finished watching it last night. Fablemans. Oh. Yeah. Did you enjoyed it. I loved it, man. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was it was great. Um Steven Spielberg, you, you just you just can't bet against the guy. He just creates movie magic. There's something while watching it, it just feels like magical or like his style is just It's like um, another world. Sort of. Yeah, even though it's it's completely based in reality, it's just he has a way of, you know, his characters working really well and how he shoots his movies. It's just, it, it, it yeah, it evokes quite you know powerful emotional responses, and I think it's quite it's quite a tender and personal film for him, um, and and you feel it throughout it. Yeah. Um, and I I I love the relationship between the mother and him. You know, it's just, it's complex, mm -hmm. it's dynamic, um, and and it's it's messy, uh, like a lot of human relationships. You know, um, I think it's just so reflective of real life and you know real relationships and difficulties between people, but also about its ideas about you know passion and 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 hope and the struggle all that kind of stuff yeah um yeah i loved it spielberg knows what he's doing yeah okay seventh mine is the northman the northman the nice. northman yeah nice. yeah i i think it pretty much lived up to my expectations mm. probably not kinds so okay i we all we all know like Kind of very, very amped for this movie. It was his number one. Yeah. Um, for most anticipated 2022 as well. Um, but when I watched it, <clears throat> when I watched it, I was absolutely blown away, like from everything, you know, production design, the story, mm. the cinematography is fucking fantastic in, in this film. I think it's probably one of the best I've seen. Yeah. Um, or, Ever? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just a good, like, you know, sort of like, you know, that Viking type movie. Yeah. Um I sort of wish we did see a bit more. Um well just a bit more of these type of films. Like Nordic culture and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Cuz it definitely is um a a genre or an era in time that really yeah. that, that I really enjoy watching. Mm. Stuff like that like Vikings I love that show. Green Knight. Green Knight as yeah. well. Um but yeah just add in I forgot who the director is. I know Robert that Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers. Yeah, he yeah. did he did the 
the witch and the lighthouse in the lighthouse yeah um, he, he's he's talented yeah he like he always writes good stuff directs good stuff and like yep. his cinematography is always fantastic in this even though he's not a cinematographer but yeah it's consistent between those he, three he, films he has an eye yeah 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 so yeah that's my number sure. number seven for me triangle of sadness oh yeah this movie um introduced you to fred again fred again <laughs> yes uh great great uh EDM artist there. Um, no, yeah, this movie, it really surprised me. Um, it's quite rare you get like a, a comedy film on this kind of level. Um, but I, I love, um, first of all, it is genuinely funny. There were some scenes that had us rolling. Yeah. Um, you know, we had an audience member tell us to shut up. <laughs> we, <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fucking but, snobby cunt. <laughs> The interest, there's some really interesting um, stuff that's explored, you know, the difference between uh, wealth classes and, you know, morality and all, all this other stuff that's explored alongside the main narrative, I think is really interesting. The whole concept and how things play out and how it gets to its conclusion is just, it's it's great. It's, it's really good stuff. I thought the writing was brilliant. Um, the screenplay is just, I think, fantastic um yeah it's cool to see um or have have it be a comedy movie that explores you know the snobbery rich people yeah um and then see how that dynamic can change under um different circumstances and just the way humans adapt to you know, changing circumstances and what happens and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It was a movie that had me hooked the whole time. Had a movie that had me thinking afterwards. And yeah, one that I remember um, quite fondly. But yeah. You're not going to guess my sixth. I know that. I'm not going to guess your sixth. You're not. But what is your sixth? My sixth uh-huh. is your seventh. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. as Triangle of Sanders as well. Um, you pretty much covered yeah, it. Yeah, I'm in a You covered it really well. I mean, the thing I can add on was that how much of an unexpected hit we're going into this. Because I remember yeah. I was going to the screen and like, neither for us were that excited because it was something that we didn't hear about. We haven't seen, seen any You trailers. kept being like, oh, like, oh, well, should we go to this one or not? Or should we focus on other stuff? Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's a nominee. It won the Palm d'Or. Um, so we kind of have to go. Yeah. And sort of glad we did. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. Again, just it was just a very unexpected hit. And the last time I felt this sort of feeling mm. from watching like something I didn't even expect to be this good was mm. spontaneous back in the COVID days. You know, like oh yeah, that movie yeah came to- like none none of us thought that that was a good film yeah. or was going to be a good film because it came out of nowhere. But it was yeah. f- so fucking fantastic. You know, like yeah, it's just hard not to like enjoy it and it had no one ever talked about that movie sadly and it had like similar vibes you know like it had like that sort of serious tone to it but it was like very funny and Mm. whatnot in its ways and yeah it's similar to what this uh triangle of sadness was that's a good comparison yeah yeah. oh your number six my number six the one that i would never guess yeah barbarian oh yeah because i haven't seen it yeah yeah (laughs) i haven't seen it um yeah, no, I, I went to this um, screening of Kind. It was like some film festival screening that um, Disney offered us to go. So, well, yeah, we'll do it. Um, but, yeah, no, Barbarian, it's a horror movie. 
And you know how I feel about the horror genre, you know, like there are good horror movies. Most of them are, are bad and poorly produced and whatnot. And so I'm not really a big fan when it comes to the horror genre, especially when it's based in really like supernatural elements. Like I can't buy into the fear factor of it all just because I know it's fake and you can predict when jump scares are going to happen. Yeah. This horror movie had me sweating. I was, uh, I was, I was terrified. I was like, I was like, genuinely like, oh my gosh, like what, what's going to happen? Like, oh, it's so tense right now, and it it kept twisting it and changing, and um, it, it was a experience of a horror movie for me. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever someone tries to justify horror to me, and they always talk about, oh, it's the experience of it all, and I'm, this is what they mean. It was one of those movies where I was like, wow. Um, I watched it again um, at home. Doesn't have the same effect as a cinema, but it's brilliant. The way it lays out its plot is just amazing, and and it comes to really kind of a, a heartfelt, interesting conclusion. So yeah, mm. my number six. Yeah, number six. Yeah. May have to watch it one day. You might have to. Number five, fifth. My fifth. Yes. Is everything everywhere all at once. Interesting. Yeah, we're expecting it to be that low or higher. Nah, that fit. That fit, fit. In. I think I know everything. You no, should I be able. Don't. You should be able to guess it from here. Yes, I'm missing one. I know that. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was a that that is a proper multiverse film of 2022. Sure. <laughs> it's the only multiverse film of 2022 it's the that I watched. Of madness. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you pretty much covered it when you talked about it. It was just fantastic. Mm. I mean, yeah. it's another one that I didn't expect to be that good mm. or like to blow me away as much and whatnot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just the way it does with the whole um the relationship between the mother and the daughter, and mm. just seeing that be built throughout the whole entire film to like a satisfying conclusion, and you know, yeah, um, the character development. Um. What's his name? Ki Hu Kwan. Yeah. Fantastic in this film. Yeah. Thoroughly deserved his uh, supporting actor nominee. And, All the acting's just and phenomenal. Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis. <laughs> I didn't even recognize her as like a, a performance in it. Until yeah. Until she won the Oscar. I think that, that's the only like bad thing about this film is that she won <laughs> over, um, what what's the daughter's name? I forgot. Stephanie Hugh. Yeah. 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 I think she should probably should have got on the mm. um supporting actress nominee. Yeah. Um but yeah, Kihu Kwan, like just the way he his acting was fantastic. Like the way he went from like a scared timid man to like so confident, literally like that. Yeah. Was yeah. was fantastic. So yeah. It was excellent. Surprising. Your number five. My number five? Alvis. Elvis. <laughs> Elvis. Elvis is a good movie, despite uh, some people <laughs> that hate the movie for no reason. Um, the movie does have its flaws, um, and I, I can acknowledge it. You know, Tom Hanks, um, mm. one of his worst performances, um, had a little bit too too much focus on the movie. Um, but you take away all of that, you just take away the whole. Tom Hanks and um, Colonel Tom Parker stuff. Just strip it down to Elvis. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Great. It, it's a, it's a genuinely a really good musical biopic in, in that case. Any scene that Austin Butler's on, you're really drawn to it. Uh, the way it lays out his life um, in such a 
chaotic and crazy style of editing and, and filmmaking is perfectly aligned to him as, um, as, as a persona of Elvis. He lived a crazy life. He went through, you know, so much like turbulence and medical stuff by, by the end of it, by just being like his life being too chaotic, really. So mm. to lay it out in that way, I thought was just super entertaining. It was long. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was hooked through every concert performance. I was hooked by the performance of Austin Butler. And I thought it was just the Elvis movie that we deserved. Mm. Um, obviously take out some, some adjustments, put a little more emphasis on Elvis would have, been, it probably would have been higher on this list, but yeah. yeah, for what we got, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Mm. All right. Fourth best movie of 2022. Let's get into the goodies now. Get into the goodies. Yeah. My number four is probably the best comedy film I've seen in 2022 and the best horror film in 2022 and the biggest, uh, what am I trying to say? The biggest this. unexpected film that I never thought would be good, but actually was fantastic. In sure. 2022, and the best animated film in 2022 that won an Oscar, I think. Oh, it's Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Did it win an Oscar? I can't no, remember. It didn't win oh. best animated feature. Fucking robbed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Like, yeah. like we went. How's that a horror movie? The Wolf. Oh yeah, fair enough. It had every single child in that screen off hours screaming, literally screaming like <laughs> out loud as well. That's how terrifying. <laughs> That wolf is. But no, me, you, and Kai went into this film and we were expecting nothing from it, you know? Like, it was just a good Saturday morning or Sunday morning. I, I know film. he was debating on, like, or, like, questioning to even come. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you felt similar. But, yeah, that was a movie I'm like, oh, let's just go. It's a yeah. Sunday morning one. And holy shit, that just yeah. blew all of us away. Like, in terms yeah. of the story, the character development, mm. um, the cute character, which is the little... Um, dog thing that you guys keep referencing. Oh yeah, that's a name. Perita. Yeah, Perita. You know, <laughs> even the animation style. Like you can tell that because um, uh, the uh, DreamWorks' previous film before this was the bad guys, and they went more. Mm. They started going away from that three D sort sort of element to like the more hand drawn stuff. Yeah, even that was fantastic in this because um, Puss um, mm. was that you know the classic three um, D animated sort of character that you saw in the Shrek franchise, but everything yeah. else around him was that hand-drawn comic book looking stuff. Yeah. And then like slowly, like, this is what I know is like, mm. he slowly started like integrate into that sort of hand-drawn stuff at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. And the wolf, I mean, so many memes about him and his whistle, like <laughs> you see it on like Instagram and TikTok, like it's. We knew yeah. it'd be a meme. We just knew. <laughs> yeah. We just knew it'd be a meme. Like everything about his film was just so fucking good. Like, yeah. Unexpected and just so thoroughly enjoyable. Like you can just watch it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Your number four? Uh, yeah, you stole it from me. Puss in Boots, The Last <laughs> yeah. Wish. Yeah, nah, you cover the whole thing. It's just one of those movies where you watch it and um, throughout the entire runtime, you're just, you're just enjoying it. It's just a really easy and blissful watch. Um, yeah. And it just, it changes a lot throughout it, you know. It, it's funny and then it's, you know, um, a little bit, there's a lot of tension with the, the wolf and stuff like that. But the thing that I loved about it, you know, it, the comedy just, it works really well. 100%, yeah. It's, it's far more better in from a comedy perspective than a lot of animated films because it goes a little bit 
mature with its yeah. humor. Um, so much of what Fast Track was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously you're going to get the reactions. There's a lot of criticism with the humor in Possum Boots um, from like a, I don't, I don't want to stereotype, but an angry mum perspective. Um, you know, having, <laughs> The Karens. Yeah, the Karens. Yeah, we'll use the meme. But um, just having the dog swearing, even though I was censored and just <laughs> all that. <laughs> Fucking all, forgot about that scene. So good. All, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, the, the comedy works and I think, yeah. We just we need a little bit more animated movies where it, it can appeal to everybody. Yeah, and it's not just so, um, just dumbed down minions kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, just purely targeted. These for are the animated kids. films that work. Is when everybody is, gets enjoyment from it. Even if you look at the greats like Aladdin and The Lion King, like yeah. it appealed to both as well. Yeah, and they're mm. both considered one of the best animated films. Um, they got really like yeah. dark and deep stuff in them. Um, and that's when the adults can like go into it and feel it and stuff like that. The kids get to enjoy the entertainment side of it. Yeah. Uh, we're entering the top three now, 2022. What is your third? I think you know what my top three are, but I don't think you know what order they're in. I feel like I'm missing one. Oh, you are? Oh, no, I know what it is. I know what the third one is. Yeah. Nearly made my worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, okay. What All right, guys. See you later. <laughs> what is your third? Best movie. You're thinking exactly what you're right. It's Pinocchio and not the shitty fucking Disney one that we got with Tom Hanks in it. It's the uh, proper one, the stop motion one. I don't know how to say his first name, so I'll just say his last name. Um, Del Toro's Netflix Pinocchio. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big fan of stop motion sort of animation. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw this, I, I loved all the trailer for this. I loved it. When I watched it, I loved it as well. Yeah. And I think the thing that really made me like this film so much more was just how dark they were willing to go for this mm-hmm. sort of Pinocchio storyline because if you watch the shitty Disney one, it was just, you know, classic Disney, like happy, fluffy sort yeah. of shit. But like you actually saw some really dark stuff um, in this Pinocchio film and yeah. I, th- I think it just fully captured what the actual book was mm. um, in terms of that and, you know, stop motion. I can't can't talk more about that. Uh, it's just... Yeah, a, that I, I agree with. It's yeah. a... Like the time and effort just to like make this film would have been like so long and yeah. like mm. Del Toro like made sure every movement of the stop motion was perfect and we saw that even the lighting in the film yeah. even though it might be animated and like mm. it's still fantastic so yeah yeah number three for me yeah no it is beautiful from a craftsman uh, ship perspective it's it's a masterful piece of work yeah uh, no denying that yeah my third is. The Batman. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the Batman. I think I know where your, where your top two is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. I think I know what order as well. We'll see. Um, yeah. The Batman. Um, yeah. It's it's great. I had um, it as my most anticipated for the year. We both did. Yeah. And I thought it just it matched my expectations just to a T. It didn't blow me away um and it, and it didn't under satisfy me at all mm-hmm. um yeah a great introduction to you know a new batman world um and hopefully it just stays consistent and this is the batman that we're going to get from now on uh but yeah what what, what, what can you say that hasn't been said about this movie it, it's shot beautifully matt reeves knows exactly what he's doing i, I just have no criticisms about it i thought the riddler um paul dano mm-hmm. uh intriguing interesting villain that's done well and um 
Robert Pattinson does a great performance. It's truly a Batman movie, which is, I think, the part of it that I appreciate the most. Bruce Wayne is the star of the Batman movies. And if you go back, um, I'm not going to include DCU Batman, but um, the Nolan franchise, Bruce Wayne's the star and Batman is the side character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is... is you can even say it, sorry. You can even yeah. say it for um, Tim Burton's ones, um, Batman '89 and Returns. Yeah, I haven't seen those in a minute, so um, it's been a while. But at least from um, memory, yeah. Um, Christopher Nolan's ones are they more focus on Bruce Wayne? Mm-hmm. But you see a lot more of Batman in this. You see the detective. You see a little bit of everything, um, and that that's just appreciated. And it's just it's different and it's interesting. And yeah, I mean. No bad words. I do I do love the Batman, but I think I think the Batman part two has a lot more potential. Everything's established now in the characters and stuff. Yeah. So now we can really get into it. Similar to the way the Dark Knight really improves on Batman Begins. Yeah. As an origin for Batman story, I'd put it just a notch above Batman Begins. Yeah. yeah. What's your third? Wait, second best of twenty twenty two. Mine is uh, The Batman. Oh, shit. <laughs> Interesting. I thought that'd be first. I thought the, the Batman bias would come through. Nah, nah. Oh, there, there, there's definitely a better film that definitely mm. gets that recognition. And you probably know it by now, but everyone else doesn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you pretty much said it all, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you captured it perfectly how Batman was a central character in this rather than Bruce Wayne. And yeah. that's exactly how it is in the comics. Mm. Uh, Batman is the main character and Bruce Wayne is a persona. Yeah. Um. I got everything I wanted from this film. <laughs> no doubt, it was always going to be my number one. And yeah. come um, Batman Two, when that comes out, spoiler alert, it's going to be my number one. Yeah, uh, for most anticipated. But yeah, like just the way like they do the fight choreography throughout this film as well. Oh is, yes, it, it it's a bit, it, it's fantastic. Like it's not as much as I thought they would go into from that trailer. Mm. Um, but like the hand to hand combat and everything. Like I think we talked about it when that first trailer came out was um it's very John Wick esque sort of yeah fighting style and mm. we got that in in this film and I hope they improve on that and like just go full on with that sort of fighting style yeah uh, definitely should have gotten a cinematography nomination hundred percent definitely got robbed from a nomination we're for both that. salty about that like the oh. camera work like in that tr- in the film like the whole penguin chasing you know like. Excellent stuff, yeah. Excellent stuff. The whole upside down shot with the burning flames and the dark darkness mm-hmm. background. Yeah. It's fantastic. Robert Pattinson blew pretty much everyone away, including myself, when yeah. that cast announcement came out. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like shitting on him because they were still comparing him to Twilight. And then you pulled me to a side and we were like, watch this other stuff. And I did and I could get behind it. Yeah. And then, yeah, he just pretty much. I mean, as soon as it was yeah. um, announced to be out, I'm like, okay, this is a good choice. And then everyone clowned him online. And then... Um, cause yeah, his other stuff was really small, but you watch it and you're like, Oh shit, this guy's a really talented actor. Yeah. yeah. James's words to me was watch good time and your opinion will change. And that's yeah. exactly what I did. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only yeah. movie you really need, but here's a bunch of other good stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think he was a fantastic Batman. De- yeah. Probably like Christian Bale's always going to be number one, but yeah. Rob Patterson has the, the makings to to overtake him depending yeah. on how the next two films go. Yeah. I think sure. we need more Bruce Wayne to really see him. Yeah. Um, as to really compare, just because you see a lot more Christian Bale, and yeah. you see you just see a lot of Rob, Robert Pattinson behind the mask. Um, yeah, they're very different performances. Yeah, yeah. Um, even the Riddler, like it's nice to see the Riddler get done justice properly. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I'm 
I'm hoping like Matt Reeves brings in like these sort of minor A level to B level villains and Riddler's always been A level, I feel. And when I was like minor. Yeah. Like not mate. done in films, but like everywhere yeah. else. He's pretty he's quite well yeah. known. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, everyone's copying um saying like the Joker shouldn't be in it and whatnot, but there's arguments saying yeah. um that you I can't have a Batman film with without a Joker, you know. We've got a lot of those kind of movies. Yeah, I know, and and I'm on yeah. that on that fence. I want to see other Batman villains yeah. come. It's I be think explored. I think I was saying this to Kyan in terms of the whole Joker being in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love the Joker to be in very small, less than five minutes, um, like cameo sort and, of in each kind of Batman thing. Yeah, and then him him being a puppet master to something big, say in the fourth Batman movie or the third Batman movie or even a bigger part of like some other franchise just him pulling the strings building allies between the other villains and creating a group or something like that yeah I hope the Batman 2 doesn't really just go full on Joker I hope I don't yeah. I don't think it will as well yeah. I think Matt Reeves knows that we've seen Joker so many times like yeah. he's just happy for him to be like a side character and let mm. these lesser villains shine yeah. um, but in Reeves we trust and I have my full trust in him yeah, he's going to nail the, the Batman universe. Your number two, which one is it? Avatar The Way of Water. Knew it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this movie, um, I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, from a technological visual effects standpoint, brilliant. The best in history. You, you can't deny it. In terms of visual effects quality, it is the best in history. Mm-hmm. Um, the 3D in it, the best in history. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you got that. And then the production design is just impeccable. Like, it's just like creating everything you see in that movie is new and designed and thought of. Mm-hmm. Like, e- even like shit, like the grass is, is very different to grass that's in earth. And, all the plants and animals, animals, and you know the the environments and the, the layouts and everything is just yeah, it, 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 it's crazy how this world has just been made up. Yeah, um, and just the world building in that sense, I think is just amazing. Um, obviously, the story is not like you know, it's not like it's not like a best original screenplay kind of thing but it is um it's improved upon the whole it has a direction now and it, and it kind of and knows what it's doing and you know establishing the family element of it i thought it was done really well and yeah as as you touched upon i think the third act is a master class in terms of blockbuster yeah filmmaking that rise in tension that ship slowly sinking and you know the cathartic end to all of that i think it's just yeah Really well done. I think the Avatar series is a series that's destined to continuously keep improving. Um, and yeah, I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm, I'm excited to see it all. Um, and yeah, even if you don't appreciate the story of the characters, you can just go in and just let your eyes enjoy what it sees. Pretty much. Yeah. All right, mate. Best movie of 2022. What is it? We know it, and I know what yours is as well. Oh, do you? 100%. 100%. It's also. Top Gun Maverick. Like, 
this top is, gun maverick this is another film that blew both of us away yeah oh sorry do you want to reveal your number one because i'm sure we'll just talk about this together it is thor love and thunder <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean both <laughs> now nah, um yeah top gun maverick yeah, the, yeah. The, this is a film that literally blew both of us away. I mean, we both saw the first Top Gun. Um, yeah, so good. Yeah, like yeah. The, the first Top Gun was good, but like we just was like we're, we're both regretting not including Top Gun Maverick on our 2022 most anticipated list because yeah. like we were not expecting how good this film was, and it just it was just jaw dropping. Like crazy, yeah. Tom Cruise like willing to like put time to like teach his cast members how to fly a plane and yeah. whatnot and get it perfect. Mm. Like he, he is just like Hollywood's like go-to guy and like the, yeah. probably the only actor around that like appreciates what yeah. film and filmmaking is all about. Yeah. Um, from an actor point of view. Yeah. Um, the sound was fantastic score. Yeah. Like probably easily one of the best film scores of 2022. Yeah. Um, the tension, like that whole third act had both of us like, on our edge, like constantly sweating, heart beating. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And not, that was just not the first watch. It was like the first, like second, third, and fourth watches as well. Even yeah. Though we know mm-hmm. what we're going to get with it. Yeah. Storyline made complete sense as well. Yeah. Visuals was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add on? Oh, man. You, you, you covered it all. Um, but I'm just going to echo what you say because it needs to be said again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like from a filmmaking standpoint, just excellent stuff. I think the editing is um, amazing. Uh, the way it builds tension throughout the entire story. Uh, the story itself, it honors the legacy of the first movie while paving um, its own story mm-hmm. that's justified. Uh, yeah, the build-up to the third act is just so impressive. The characters are all really well done. They're likable. Um, you know, the story with um, Goose's son. I forgot, Brewster. Yeah. Rooster. Rooster and Maverick is just, yeah, that's a really um an, an emotional draw and they really um push that it by the end of it. Uh, yeah, I just it was it's a movie that's an experience. It's a movie uh that, you know, honors filmmaking. It's got excellent acting. It has all the ingredients. It's even very um, emotional, like the it scene, is very emotional, scene yeah. between Maverick and Iceman as well, like Especially if you know like what Valcom has gone through, like yeah, yeah, he's gone through, yeah, yeah. That that scene as well, like you were just like fucked, like this is emotional. Yeah, it is really emotional in the part where you're like you th- you think he dies, and the ending is just so like emotionally cath- cathartic because like of what they went through, and then like you know they they hug each other, and that that music's pumping in the background. Oh, just yeah. yeah. It's it's one of those rare movies, and I think you get them like once every two years. Where just everything works, just everything works. Uh, we got a domestic next to us. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll go we'll go into that soon. But yeah, I think we both covered that movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. definitely. I think this is the film that saved Hollywood. It it is the film that saved Hollywood. I think. I, I think yeah. I think that's absolutely correct because sure, No Way Home made more money. Yeah, but that's an MCU movie, and they had Spider Man, and it had the old Spider Man. It was going to, and make it's a money. very well known brand. Like Top Gun yeah. Maverick is just mm. known by the people in the eighties, sixties, yeah, 1980s at some eighties. Yeah. yeah, it's and but then this movie comes out, makes like one point five billion dollars, and gets over seven hundred million in the United States. Crazy. Um, and just yeah, the way it held on, and it's not just that; it's like everybody loved this movie, like. 
I've yeah. never met someone or have seen a bad comment about Top Gun Maverick. It's just one of those movies that are impossible to hate. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, and everyone saw it. I mean, I was at the physio one time, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see Top Gun. And the next point, I'm like, wow, it was amazing. Like, it's just one of those movies that everybody loved. And yeah, we need more movies like Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that is going to do it from us. Uh, we're going to have a, a collated official movie games list of the best films for 2022 and our upcoming special, uh, the Movie Games Awards. So look forward to that. That'll be. Spoiler alert on what number one is, by the way. Oh, well, we'll see. Uh, you never know what might pop in there. Uh, <laughs> but, yep, um, we're going to be dropping the episode um, pretty close to this one. So, yeah, just keep a lookout for that. Have those notifications on. Uh, yeah. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow us on whatever platform you're listening from. Turn on those notifications to never miss another one of these episodes. Chuck's follow on Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube to support us and the show. Uh, but before we sign off, we want to hear your thoughts. Did you agree with everything that we talked about today? Um, are you excited for some of the trailers that released at CinemaCon? Excited for The Flash, maybe? Um, do you disagree with our worst and best films of 2022? Yeah, whatever it is, whatever you thought, jump onto Twitter, at MovieGains, flick us a message on there. Uh, head over to MovieGains.com for our 4K reviews, box office analysis, and coverage of award season. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Keep bringing the hype. Peace. See you later.